Alright guys and gals out there who are tuning into our podcast this week, I might sound a little somber, not as excited as every other week, where I announce and almost scream, we are wagers ragers because we are wagers ragers, but listen, I mean, I was going into this season thinking that, uh, you know, I had Super Bowl aspirations for the Jets, and once again last week, they let me down, they lost at home to the Patriots, a team they've now lost to 15 straight times. And this week, they face the Kansas City Chiefs. So, as always, co-hosting this podcast is myself, Joshua J.T. Buckner. And always with me is John the Hedgehog Donath, two friends from the great state, the Garden State of New Jersey, who love to talk NFL football, specifically games to bet on, and we focus primarily on our respective teams. I am unfortunately a New York Jet fan, which is why you hear the melancholy in my voice. John, who must be living on cloud nine this year with his 3-0 Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, we will give you our, our predictions, our analysis as to how to bet those particular games, and we will give you our second game, which are relatively arbitrary games that we've decided we're going to analyze, but that we think, you know, have a little bit of oomph, if that's the right word, if that's even a real word, in the game and uh, and let you know what we think about the game itself and also give you props on both of our respective team games as well as our alternative games. So, John, I'm sure you're on cloud nine thinking, you know, seeing your team 3-0, I'm obviously on cloud, you know, zero, I guess, with my jet, my jet team. How you feeling out there, bud? I am doing great. Doing fantastic, my friend. My yeah. Philadelphia Eagles are three and oh without having put together a whole game yet. Uh, so I think that's wonderful. I mean, it's not like the Eagles haven't dealt with adversity. They have had uh, a few more injuries than I would have liked. They've lost some key components like Avante Maddox, but they also got back a couple of key players from short-term injury this past week, and it showed as they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 25-11 to on the road in Tampa Bay. Again, the Eagles didn't play a perfect game, but I thought Hurts looked better than he did in the first two weeks. And uh, at 25 uh, to 11, the Eagles easily could have scored 30 points. They weren't that great in the red zone. And at the end of the game, the Eagles actually ran out the clock on a drive that spanned more than nine minutes and could have scored again. Just didn't. This week, the Eagles are back home. A one o'clock kickoff in Philly, Lincoln Financial Field against the Washington Commanders. They're a division foes who got clobbered last week by the Buffalo Bills, 37-3. to uh, Eagles 3-0. You know, Washington coming in at 2-1, and one, but it sure doesn't feel like it after that. After last week. The Eagles favored by 9.5 points on DraftKings, over on FanDuel a little bit better uh, at 8.5. Either way, that point spread is rising. I think it opened at 8, uh, but the people bet it up to 8.5 or 9.5, depending on where you're looking. Uh, the One of the keys to uh, last week's story for the Commanders was Sam Howell, their second-year quarterback out of North Carolina. He got absolutely destroyed. He got sacked nine times. He threw four interceptions. 
As a matter of fact, I believe I heard a stat that uh, he's tied with like two or three other quarterbacks for the second most sacks in history through the first three games of the season. And I don't think it's going to get any better against this Eagles defensive line, which might be the best in the league after adding first round pick Jalen Carter, who looks like a beast already. When we're talking about the spread, the Eagles are riding high. They're 10-3-2 against the spread as a home favorite since 2021. i got to be honest with you, I'm smelling a bit of a route here. I think the Eagles are starting to hit their stride. Um, the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause is Washington tends to play this Philly team tight. There's not usually a blowout here. As a matter of fact, in their Super Bowl season last year, the Eagles lost to, to the Commanders um, on Monday night in a game quarterbacked by Taylor Heineke. I don't think that's going to happen here. Uh, the point spread is kind of high, especially that nine and a half. If it hit 10, uh, I might be a little bit reticent to take it. But I think if you go to FanDuel and take the eight and a half, I think the Eagles will cover it. Certainly they covered that uh, margin last week. I think the Eagles win handily against Washington this week. I think they can totally handle Sam Howell with the, the defensive line here. And I expect Howell to make more than a few mistakes in this game. So I'll take the Eagles and lay the eight and a half couple of props um i love dallas goddard <laughs> i took dallas goddard over on the receiving yards last week and that cashed and crazy enough even though dallas goddard hit his over last week his reception yards prop actually went down this week i'm kind of pissed because i looked at it earlier today and it was 36 and a half yards receiving uh, as his receiving prop which is less than 39 and a half that it was last week so i bet it immediately Dropped a 50-burger on it. <laughs> this is a tasty burger. And then when I was prepping for the podcast, I came back to it, and it went down again. The Dallas Goddard receiving prop is 35 and a half receiving yards, minus 110 on DraftKings. Jump all over that. I absolutely love it. Last week, he had five catches for 30, 41 yards on seven targets. He's had seven targets in two straight weeks. Dallas Goddard is a, an extremely talented tight end, and Hertz is looking for him. I mean, Goddard averaged 58.5 receiving yards last year. I think this 35.5 is great. Take Dallas Goddard. Oddly enough, I'm going to move to the other side of the ball and uh, grab a couple of Washington props here. First of all, Brian Robinson, the running back for who's taken over the uh, the all of the the the, the running back work uh, for Washington. Brian Robinson, his rushing prop this week is fifty one and a half rushing yards, which really doesn't sound too bad when you look at his game log for the year. He's had rushing totals so far of fifty nine, eighty seven, and seventy yards, but those totals were against the twenty sixth, thirty first, and fourteenth worst rushing defenses. In the league, this week he's going up against the Eagles, who are by far the number one rushing defense in the league. They don't give up crap on the ground. I also think the Eagles are going to get up early on Washington in this game, not give them a chance to run the ball that much. So I'm saying actually take the under on Brian Robinson, 51 and a half rushing yards. I never take unders, but I like Brian Robinson to miss this 51 and a half uh, number here. Last one I got is Logan Thomas, Washington tight end Logan Thomas, who is a favorite target of Sam Howell. Uh, he's missed the last game and a half with a concussion. 
his receiving prop is only 20, 21 and a half uh, receiving yards. He actually hit that in games one and two. He even hit it in game two when he didn't even play the whole game. He went out with a concussion in that game when he got hit with a cheap shot by Kareem Jackson, who was uh, fined after that hit and missed the rest of that game and the next game. Logan Thomas is already cleared to play. He's back. Sam Howell's favorite target. And the Eagles have had some trouble with tight ends so far this year with uh, a safety situation, which is unsettled, and a linebacker situation, which is in flux with N'Kobe Dean, uh, the starting linebacker, out. Uh, they gave up some big plays to Hunter Henry and then got smoked a little bit by TJ Hawkinson in week two. So I like Logan Thomas to hit this very low receiving prop, 21 and a half receiving yards. So for my Philadelphia Eagles, 3-0, and starting to hit stride a little bit, plenty of season to go. At home, 1 o'clock kickoff. 1 o'clock kickoff, which I'm super happy about. They've only got three 1 o'clock games all year. But I like the Eagles to cover 8.5 points on FanDuel. I like Dallas Goddard to hit the over on 35.5 receiving yards. I like the Brian Robinson under on 51.5 rushing yards. And I like the Logan Thomas over on 21.5 receiving yards. Talk to me, JT. Are you with me on these bets? So, yeah, just one piece of clarification. So is the line nine and a half or eight and a half right now? Or is it on, different on, you know, on two different sites? It's different depending on what site you're looking at. On DraftKings, it's nine and a half. It was actually nine this morning. It's nine and a half, as I checked a few minutes ago on DraftKings. But if you look at FanDuel Sportsbook, currently FanDuel has it at eight and a half. So there's a point swing, which is pretty big when you go from site to site. So I think anything under 10 for me is good. Um, and I would take it whether it's nine and a half or eight and a half on the Eagles, especially at home. And I think that their first three games were almost like, like a, like a preseason yeah. for Philadelphia where you, you know, the team is tr sort of trying to feel itself out, uh, you know, make sure the defense is playing all together because in preseason, as we all know, you don't really play a whole lot of snaps and especially on offense, I'm not even sure how many snaps Jalen Hurts played during the preseason, but as the weeks of regular season games go on, I no. think this Eagles team is going to get better and better. And Washington, while yes, they've been you know somewhat impressive, they did get blown out, I believe, last week. So I'm with you on the Eagles at home, especially laying eight and a half, even nine and a half on this game. And the one Prop that I did look at for this game is the exact same prop that you had, which was Dallas Goddard over 35 and a half receiving yards. I should have taken him last week. I didn't. My mistake. I apologize. Um, but uh, this week, I am not going to make that same mistake. So I do like the Dallas Goddard over 35 and a half receiving yards, uh, which is what is, I think, posted right now, as you said, on DraftKings at I believe minus 110. If I'm incorrect, I'm incorrect. But again, uh, it is Saturday morning, or I'm sorry, Friday night. And so we'll see how that changes, if at, if at anything, or you want to hop on it now on a Friday night, 35 and a half over receiving yards on Dallas Goddard. I am with you on that. And so with your great 3-0 undefeated leading the NFC East division, I move on to the team that is now in last place of the AFC East, 
and that is the pitiful New York Jets. So this week on sports radio here in New York, and for all of the tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of, of listeners out there to this podcast, or million of you out there that are following us, if you heard the local radio, Joe Willie Namath, the one and only best player for the New York Jets who guaranteed a Super Bowl and Super Bowl three, which was not that long ago. Um, I'm sorry, uh, 55 years ago. Um, said that Zach Wilson is no good, he's terrible, and he'll never be a good quarterback. And a lot of people agreed with him. And I'm quite frankly, after watching him for the last two-plus years, I completely agree with Joe Willie. He is terrible. But yet, he is at the helm this week for the New York Jets. Now, I'm not going to say anything for this game against Kansas City. Kansas City Chiefs come into MetLife Stadium this week. The line right now is the Jets are getting nine points at home, which is the equivalent of getting 12. Over under is 41 and a half right now. Chiefs come into this game two and one. Jets are one and two after losing just a game that they should not have lost last week. A game that now brought them to 15 straight losses against the New England Patriots, which is mind boggling that you have not won a game in seven and a half years against one of your division rivals. But the thing that I'm not going to talk about, except for a very, very brief moment to think maybe, maybe, there's some sort of magic in this relationship. And that is the fact that Taylor Swift was at the Kansas City Chief game last weekend in a luxury box with Travis Kelsey's mom and supposedly they're dating. And I look at this and I say, I hope that this relationship is equivalent to Robert Redford and Kim Basinger in The Natural when she was an absolute curse to him and when he started off just gangbusters in the natural and then all of a sudden she showed up at games to watch him, his game went to absolute crap. Is that going to happen? Well, it didn't happen last week because the Chiefs routed uh, the Bears last week and Kelsey scored a touchdown. But maybe, just maybe, this week that happens where she shows up at MetLife Stadium where she's supposed to according to news outlets, and she has the curse on Kelsey and he fumbles a ball, uh, doesn't catch it correctly, and the Jets return a touchdown, uh, return an interception for a touchdown. I doubt it. You know, I'm comparing this to a movie, which is complete nonsense, but I don't really have much to go on with this Jet team because they're terrible. They scored like 20 points in our last two games, which is awful. Um, but I can tell you this, the last person, well, not the last person, but one of the people in college that intercepted Pat Mahomes when he was in school is DJ Reed, who's one of the cornerbacks for the New York Jets and returned it for a pick six. Can lightning strike twice? I doubt it, but let's see. I think it's really the only hope that the Jets have, because let's be real, the Jets offense is just putrid. Zach Wilson's awful, and... um their offensive line is terrible. Their third down percentage is the worst in the league. They went one for 10 on third down against Dallas. They went two for 14 against the Patriots. And they are eight for 37 overall, which is last in the league. 20 points in the last two games, it's not going to get it done. Even if they score 20 points in this particular game on Sunday night, it's not going to be enough to win this game. 
And quite frankly, you know, the defense is supposed to be one of the greatest defenses, but they gave up a bunch of points to Dallas. I know they only gave up 15 points to New England, but Mac Jones is not even in the same echelon as Dak Prescott, who he's not a top rated quarterback, but he's a lot better than Mac Jones, who, who may not may or may not be the quarterback next year. The Chiefs started off slow. They lost to the, the Lions the first week. They won a gritty game, uh, 17-9 in week two. And then last week, their offense just turned it on and won 41-10. to um, And so I see the Chiefs offense, even though the Jets' defense is very good, it's demoralizing when you see your offense not doing anything and having to be on the field every five minutes of a game and spending two-thirds of the possession time on the field. You just can't last that way. And the Jets are not going to hold teams, especially the Kansas City Chiefs, to 17, 20, 21, 24 points week in and week out. And if we see the Jets this week do nothing on offense and the Kansas City Chief defense is a lot better than it was last year and they still and they won the Super Bowl, this is going to be, in my opinion, a blowout. And it could be, you know, sayonara, goodbye, adios, Zach Wilson, especially if he throws a bunch of interceptions. And I get it. He didn't throw one last week, but he still didn't do anything either, especially at the end of the game, losing 15 to 10 to the Patriots. So give me the Jets. Uh, I'm sorry, not give me the Jets. Give me the Jets to not cover nine points. Give me the Chiefs to cover the nine points that the Jets are getting at home. Give me the Chiefs to win by double digits. In MetLife Stadium this week, uh, in week four of the NFL at MetLife Stadium, Chiefs-Jets, Chiefs get it, are giving nine points. Jets are going to get blown out. couple of props I have in this game. I'm going to give you four real quick. You know, I'm a big proponent of, and, and John probably is more than me, of rushing quarterbacks. I don't see Mahomes rushing for a lot, but I do see him passing for a lot. But I want to give him a I want to combine those yards together. So give me the combo of passing rushing 296 and a half, minus 115 on DraftKings for Patrick Mahomes in this game. Give me Brees Hall to at least do something for the Jets. He's got to do something after his his week one, you know, coming out party after an ACL injury. But I'm taking the combo of rushing and receiving of 63 and a half yards, minus 115 on DraftKings. Give me our Rutgers Scarlet Knight product, Isaiah Pacheco, the number one RB for the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, give me rushing and receiving combo, 69 and a half, minus 115 on DraftKings. And lastly, I would be remiss if I didn't take a field goal kicker. The Jets are probably only going to score about six points, six points. Two field goals. So give me Greg Zerline over one and a half field goals. Huge plus money, plus 145 on DraftKings. And those are my four props on the Jets Chiefs game. Thoughts on the Jet Chief game, John? Or you want to just slide right into game two? Yeah, real quick. Sorry, man. I do think this is a Chiefs win. I think they cover. Uh, I also think that Taylor Swift is going to be not the jinx, I think. I like Travis Kelsey to cover his, cover his uh prop of uh, 70 sorry i thought i wrote it down i did not uh sorry sorry 72 and a half yards sorry guys 
I like Ch- Travis Kelsey to go over on 72 and a half receiving yards. Coming off injury last week, he had 69. Nice. Last time he played the Jets a couple of years ago, but still 109 yards. He averaged 78 yards a game last year. Don't think about it too much, guys. Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift in the box. Travis Kelsey over on 72 and a half receiving yards. And that brings us to my second game, what's likely to be the game of the week. And that is so far the best team in football this year. The Miami Dolphins heading to Buffalo to play the Buffalo Bills and what promises to be a fantastic game. It's the highest over under on the week at 53 and a half. Uh, I'm very tempted to take the over on that. Uh, Miami uh, are still the underdogs going to Buffalo. Buffalo favored by two and a half points at home. So they shaved the half a point off. And that's crazy because last week Miami had one of the biggest offensive games in history as they hung a 70 burger on those Denver Broncos. Uh, So the team that scored 70 is an underdog this week. Uh, But, you know, that's to be expected for these division rivals. The Dolphins have only won once, once in their last 10 trips to Buffalo. But that doesn't really tell the whole story. Because Miami made it close in two separate trips to Buffalo last year, once in December and once again in the playoffs. They lost, but barely lost, by three points each time, including in the playoffs when they were playing with Skylar freaking Thompson. They only lost by a field goal. So the Dolphins made a run of it, and they're playing better now than they were back then. Tua Tungavailoa has been the best quarterback in football. The team has played better as a team than any other team in football. And after scoring 70 points, they're getting Jalen Waddle back as he's supposed to play this week uh, against the Buffalo Bills. Man, I came into this thinking that, you know what? The Dolphins are a big height team right now. Yes, they're definitely talented, but coming off a 70-point win, I love a team like that to have a letdown loss the next week especially on the road against the division foe with whom they've had problems with in the past. That's exactly this situation. But I tell you what, man, I think this Dolphins team has some mojo going on. I think getting Jalen Waddle back is very important. And the fact that the Dolphins played Buffalo so tough in two road games in Buffalo last year really swayed me. Uh, The Dolphins, as a matter of fact, against the spread, they are riding a six-game winning streak. The Dolphins are 6-0 against the spread in their last six. They're 9-4 against the spread in their last 13 as an underdog. I'm taking the Dolphins. As a matter of fact, go to FanDuel. Why? Because if you go to FanDuel, you can get yourself a half a point. On DraftKings, Miami's getting 2.5 at plus 100. If you go to FanDuel, it's plus 3. So you can get Miami plus 3 at Buffalo. Uh, In their two games in Buffalo last year, it would have been a push both times. So give me the hype team. I'm riding the hype train. I'll take the Miami Dolphins and the three points headed into Buffalo. You're going to love this one, JT. You know I love quarterback rushing yards. I think it's a fun prop to take. You talked about it a little bit earlier today. So I've got two quarterback rushing props for you. First off, give me Tua Tungavailoa. Over on rushing, two and a half yards. 
That's not a joke. I did not misspeak, folks. Tua's rushing prop is two and a half yards this week against Buffalo. He averaged a whopping 5.4 of rushing yards per game last year. Uh, he had five and three rushing yards, respectively, in games one and two. He had zero rushing yards on zero attempts last week while they were, oh, by the way, scoring 70 points against Denver. Uh, I just think Tua might take off a little bit in this game. It's going to be a big game. I expect them to be hyped up. And I think, uh, you know, he'll cover that two and a half yards. So give me Tua over on the two and a half. A uh, little bit more chalk. Give Also give me Josh Allen over on rushing yards. He's got 36 and a half as his number on DraftKings at minus 115. He clocked in at 46 rushing yards last week. Averaged 47.6 rushing yards a game last year. So give me Josh Allen over on 36 and a half. And give me that man, Jalen Waddell. His prop. 55 and a half receiving yards, minus 120 on BetMGM. Why did I go to BetMGM? Well, I went to uh, BetMGM because on DraftKings, the number's actually worse, 59 and a half receiving yards, and it's minus 145. Take that trash to the garbage. Go to BetMGM. Take Jalen Waddle over on 58 and a half receiving yards, minus 120. Uh, in the two games he did play, he had 78 and 86 receiving yards. Jalen Waddle's a very talented player. He's a beast. He's coming back. I expect the Dolphins to feature him and rely on their big guns, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So that's what I've got in this game. I like Miami to pull the upset, go to Buffalo. Um, Possibly beat the Bills, but for betting purposes, take the three points. I think they cover the three. I think you get at least a push on this. And then I like Tua over rushing yards. I like Josh Allen over rushing yards. And lastly, I like Jalen Waddle over on receiving yards. But my advice is to take it on BetMGM because you get 58 and a half receiving yards at minus 120. So this is one of the games that I circled this week as being either the biggest or one of the biggest games, two division rivals, two great games last year, or three, I should say. Um, and the first thing that I wrote down about this game, and it's not because Miami put up 70 points last week, it's that I think Miami is for real, and I don't think Buffalo is for real. I think Buffalo's a good team, but I think Miami is much improved. They're a good team. They played Buffalo tough in Buffalo twice last year. Forget about the point spread. Forget about getting two and a half points. Take Miami on the money line. Take Miami on the money line. This oh, snap. Oh, snap. You go up and win up in Orchard Park against the Buffalo Bills. I think Miami is, is they have what I would consider, and, you know, there have been other coaches called this in the past, the evil genius in a head coach who just seems to get the most out of his team, is creative, um, knows how to use the weapons they have. And the one thing that I'm going to disagree with you is, given the concussion issues that Tua had <clears throat> last year, even though his rushing prop is only two and a half yards, I don't think that they want him going past, you know, five yards deep of the line of scrimmage. They just don't want him to get hurt again because he's playing well this year. They know that this season rides and dies with Tua. So to even scramble outside of the line of scrimmage, 
to me, I think is they've given him basically the kibosh, the big X, the no, no, don't do it. And if you do it, there's going to be consequences for you doing that. And whether that's consequences paid out by the team or that's consequences of getting hit again in the head, because supposedly he took lessons on how to fall, which I mean, to me is a bunch of nonsense, but I just don't see him running at all. And last week, putting up 70 points, I don't even think he hit that two and a half yard rushing. I don't think he had anything. I think he had said that before, John. So I I can't stay with that. But the other two, those are the two that I actually circled as well. I love Jalen Waddell. I just think the guy's amazing. And I know that Tyreek Hill is their, you know, wide receiver number one, but Jalen Waddell is right there behind them. And 58 and a half receiving yards, whether it's 58 and a half or it's 59 and a half, I see Jalen Waddell having a big game. And of course, you know, you'd be remiss if you just didn't take Josh Allen. The guy loves to run the ball. 36 and a half is not a, a rushing total to, that's going to be too difficult for, for him to overcome. But give me Miami on the money line on this game. And I'm probably going to stay away from the Tua rushing prop. All right. So we got one more game. <clears throat> and, you know, at the beginning of the season, people probably didn't think this this was going to be a game of interest because, you know, Atlanta was coming off not that great of a season. Jacksonville made the playoffs. But, you know, still they had a lot of work to do. But coming into the season, Jacksonville was considered um, – a team on the rise would probably make the playoffs again and maybe potentially make a run. Atlanta, they were essentially a work in progress. With uh, Desmond Ritter at quarterback, I don't think anybody really expected a whole lot from Atlanta, but they come into this game two and one. Jacksonville had some unfortunate uh, losses in the last two weeks, one of which came against the Kansas City Chiefs. But this week, this is the 9.30 a.m. game at Wembley Stadium in London where Jacksonville is considered the home team. Atlanta is the visitor team, but I don't think it really makes a difference with one caveat. Jacksonville seems to play in London almost every single season. And in fact, they are four and five at Wembley Stadium. And next week they stay in London and they go to the greatest football, and I say that as a English soccer fan, football team, the uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, probably the greatest stadium that I've ever seen. And they play their second game in two weeks at the Spurs Stadium next Sunday. But this Sunday, they're at Wembley. So, uh, you know, listen, Uh, probably good to get away from home for Jacksonville because the last two games that they played, uh, both against Kansas City where they lost 17-9 and then they lost last weekend to Houston, they played at home in Jacksonville. So to go, you know, quote-unquote on the road, although they're the home team in London, is probably a good thing to just get away from Jacksonville, go to a place where they've actually performed well and and play against an Atlanta team which – I think is still trying to improve itself as a team, even though the record is two and one. Uh, last week, Atlanta lost to Detroit, who yesterday, because we're recording this on a Friday, Detroit played absolutely outstanding in Green Bay and beat the Packers. 
I think Detroit is going to be, even though they lost, even though Detroit lost to, and I can't remember exactly who they lost to, but it wasn't a good loss for them. Uh, Detroit only gave up 183 total yards to Atlanta uh, last weekend, including only 44, 44 yards rushing. And Atlanta has probably the best and possibly rookie offensive rookie of the year in Bijan Robinson, who I'll speak about in a second, um, held him in check in that game. Uh, Jacksonville was picked as a playoff team this year, and I still firmly believe that they will be despite their one and two record. And I think going this week into London away from Jacksonville, um, they're going to come out and they are going to win this game. Not only are they going to win, but right now the spread is Jacksonville giving three points to Atlanta over under is 43. I'm going to stay away from the over under, but I'm going to take Jacksonville to cover the three points at their at their proverbial home away from home at Wembley Stadium. Uh, so that is my pick for this game. Give me Jacksonville laying the three points against the Atlanta Falcons. Even though I think it's going to be a close game, I do like Jacksonville to win by probably a touchdown uh, against the Falcons. A few props in this game. I love Bijan Robinson as a running back. I think last week was an anomaly. His first two weeks were phenomenal. I'm going to take him on two accounts, both on rushing and rushing and receiving. Right now, Bijan Robinson, 66 and a half rushing yards, minus 110 on DraftKings. Give me the over on that. Give me Bijan Robinson rushing and receiving over 96 and a half rushing and receiving yards. He is a great back out of the backfield, uh, catching the ball. I know Desmond Ritter is not the greatest quarterback. In the league, probably in the lower echelon, and he got sacked seven times last week against Detroit. But he has done well with um, with Mr. Robinson in the backfield. A couple others, real quick. Give me some Jacksonville props here. I like Trevor Lawrence to have a bounce back week, and this is a quarterback rushing total, fourteen and a half rushing yards. I like the over on that. I think he's going to get chased out of the pocket a few times. Get some yards. 14 and a half is not a significant number for him to overcome. And Calvin Ridley playing against his prior team who started off gangbusters this season for Jacksonville. I think he's going to have a breakout game again. Give me Calvin Ridley over 64 and a half receiving yards minus 130, I believe, right now on DraftKings. I know it's a lot of juice, but I like Calvin Ridley to have a big game this week. And lastly, my field goal kicker prop, give me Young Ho Ku, the kicker for the Atlanta Falcons, who I think Jacksonville is going to stop there. The Atlanta offense short of the goal line, and he's going to have to kick a couple field goals. It's only one and a half, and it's plus money, plus 100 on DraftKings. So once again, Jacksonville laying three, Robinson rushing, rushing and receiving, Lawrence rushing, Ridley receiving, and my... Lovely Mr. Koo kicking over over one and a half field goals in Wembley Stadium in London this weekend at 9.30 in the morning. So, John, any thoughts on this game? Or are you feeling me on uh, Jacksonville uh, taking this game by more than three? No, I agree with you there. I like Jacksonville uh, at quote-unquote home 
to uh, cover the three points here against the Falcons. Um, I also like Travis Etienne over on receiving. His receiving prop is only 18 and a half receiving yards uh, this week. Um, he was over that last week. Um, Atlanta hasn't been terribly bad against uh, running backs from a receiving perspective, although Miles Sanders did hang uh, 26 on them in week one. But I think Etienne is a budding superstar. Uh, I love his talent, and I think he can easily uh, cover this 18 and a half. So I totally agree with you on Jacksonville covering the three points against the Falcons. And I would also add in Travis Etienne, E-T-N as the, as the kids call him, over on 18 and a half receiving yards. All right. So listen, right before we get into what is um, the third phase of our podcast, which all of you millions of listeners know is our track of the week. Um, last week, I gave you three college football nuggets. And guess millions. what? Millions. All of them covered. Every single one was a cash. And that is why I am referred to as the college football savant. So let me give you three more. I hate Penn State. I just don't like them. Because John and I went to Rutgers, and we always hate Penn State. We don't like Notre Dame, and we don't like, you know... The other, you know, Ohio State and Michigan and blah, blah, blah. I can go on and on and on. But if I'm trying to win money, I'm taking Penn State this week. Because why? They're playing Northwestern. Yeah, it's away at Northwestern. But guess who beat Northwestern? Rutgers. And if Rutgers beat Northwestern, Penn State can beat Northwestern. And Penn State can hang four touchdowns on Northwestern and and cover the 27 points that they're laying. So give me Penn State laying 27. Also... Florida, they're ranked again. They're underdogs, though, away at Kentucky. I never have faith in Kentucky football. I know that they've had some good seasons in the last couple of years, but give me Florida as a road underdog getting a point and a half at Kentucky. I think their mojo continues. Florida wins the game outright. I might even want to take the money line in this game, but give me Florida laying a point and a half. I mean, getting a point and a half. At Kentucky. And lastly, I hate to take this team because they just beat our Scarlet Knights, but I can't see Michigan not blowing out Nebraska. The game's at Nebraska, but Michigan, after getting a, you know, I don't even want to call it a scare from the Scarlet Knights because it really wasn't that. Rutgers scoring the first seven points and then doing nothing the rest of the game. Michigan is only laying 17 and a half points. On the road at Nebraska, give me Michigan laying 17 and a half. And those are my college football nuggets. And now it is time for our track of the week. And John, I'm going to lead it off. I'm going to give you an old school 2005 trance track. I started listening to it again. I was scrolling through my music and I pulled it up. And it's always been one of my favorites. I put it on. I listened to it a thousand times. The track is called Sunrise. It is the full vocal club mix by probably, in my opinion, one of the top five trance DJs ever, which is four strings. It is a relatively long six plus minute track. It is just a beautiful song. And uh, that's my track of the week. Sunrise, the full vocal club mix by four strings.
all the way back to 2005, 18 years ago when I was just born. Since I'm only 18. <laughs> just kidding. All right. That was John. John, track of the week. What do we got? Wait, hold on a second. 2005 was 18 years ago? 18 years ago, my friends. The math, the math ain't mapping. <laughs> 18 years ago, that's wild. Yeah. Uh, sorry, my cat is behind me causing uh, havoc. All right. I'm going to go in a slightly different direction. It is a newer track that was re- released just earlier this year, but it includes a sample from a track from the greatest era in dance music ever, the late, ni- late 90s, early 2000s. So the name of the song is Jealous. It's the extended mix by uh, a producer DJ named Mochak, who is some 22-year-old guy, whatever. Point being, it's a house song that I really love a lot, and it has a vocal sample from an older song, a much older song, but I know the sample from a song by Robbie Tronco uh, that was released in the year 2000 called Ladies and Gentlemen. So that makes me love this song, Jealous by Mochak, and that's why that's my track of the week. Robbie Tronco. Billy. The old Temptations freight train, night train. That's his, yeah. Love that era of the late 90s, early 2000s. Great track pick, John, this week. All right, guys. I think this might be, might be, and I think we'd have to go back and listen to the last 10 years of this podcast or 15 years of this podcast that this could have been the first week that we agreed on every single pick that we've had. Uh, So with that, this will conclude week three of the podcast, but this is week four of the NFL. And I wish all of you luck and may your bets be sharp, but rather your cashes be bountiful. And we shall see you next week. Go Jets, prove me wrong. Eagles will not prove John wrong or myself since I'll be taking the Eagles and laying the points. Jets go to one and three. Eagles go to one and four or no. And the Jets season's over. All right, guys. See you next week. Adios. Later. <laughs>